0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back, like we never left, dude. We took it. We took a. We took a week off. No fights. But here we are, in the Easter spirit. We have resurrected the show. We are back, and we are here to make some money this week. We have an absolutely. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say what it is. It's fun. This is a fun card. It, it's got me. It's got me in my feels. This is like a a fight fans. Uh, little little fight fans hj is what this is man i like this card i like this card a lot uh but i'm in here
1: over the pants or under the pants oh, dude? this
0: is this is an under the pants one bro oh sick this isn't under the pants oh man so listen i'm happy you're here trey van buskirk in the building um dude it's it's i haven't seen your face in two weeks it's been two weeks since i've seen you um i'm gonna say a couple things one you look skinnier um <laughs>
1: that's not true
0: it's, and two you've got the uh you've got the locks covered up what's going on man what what are we doing here why you got the you got the lettuce covered
1: i'm covering everything up dude i i I dove deep into my daughter's easter basket i've been eating the chocolates out of control it's so funny you went skinny i don't know maybe the sugar's like sucking everything in but those kit kat bars are fucking getting your boy dude yeah
0: i love kit kats man i'm I'm a big kit kat fan I, i was
1: literally dale i was betting i was telling other kids i'm like hey my daughter is not that fast. She cannot get to the eggs. I don't want her bringing home this chocolate. Right. Here's 10 bucks. Here's the golden egg. Yeah. Dude, any egg she goes for, just bull rush her.
0: Yeah. You know what's crazy? I saw a psychopath one time. Um, so you, as you know, I, I used to work uh, in the prison system. I, w- I was uh, a correction officer for many years. And I saw a guy there one time open up a Kit Kat, right? And just bite the middle of it.
1: That's that's for sure. Psychopaths. Die. He did not
0: break it off. He did not break it off one l- link at a time. He literally bit the middle of it.
1: Who does that? Psychopath. Psychopath, psychopath,
0: right? That, you know, that guy I saw him doing it. I was like, now I see why you're in prison because <laughs> you're the worst kind of person. So even yeah. if like parole was coming up, I would have been like, Mm-mm, that guy eats his kick ass in the middle and they were like, <laughs> we can't let you out. I would say either that or if you ever ask
1: someone how many licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop and they actually did it, I don't want to know that person. I don't want to know them.
0: There was always that kid in high school, though, that was like always going to try that. You know what I mean? That wore like the graphic T-shirts that said, my second language is sarcasm and all that other crap. Like it's all like this is my stay away from me shirt. Like that's – Those kids were the ones that were always like, it's actually 797 licks to get to the center of a tootsie pop. That's who does that. So, yeah, 100%, man. And then he sticks out
1: like a Gene Simmons tongue, and you're like, holy shit, he did it. You're (laughs) so weird.
0: Yeah, you're so weird. Yeah it's also like that 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 kid would get like a girlfriend like junior or senior year and they would just sit there and just like hold each other like they don't even do anything it's like they just sit there and they're just constantly holding on to each other do you know these you know the kids i'm talking about they're just that's 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 love dale that's love i guess so Well, (laughs) apparently you were that kid so okay (laughs) (laughs) some california Uh, love dude yeah so hey check this out so my dad is coming from pennsylvania he's on his way to south carolina uh he'll be here thursday and you know what else gets here on thursday i went ahead and i decided to treat decided to treat the old man
1: i know what you did you did the little i ship out on tuesday i get it on thursday best meat you can get delivered right to your
0: doorstep i did so here's the thing though here's here's the thing I didn't even notice this, but you know, Scott sent me a little message and say, hey, we got something new on the website. They have the ultimate sampler box. Have you seen the ultimate sampler box? No. It has it has one of everything in it. So it's- I was like, I need it. I need one of everything. Send me one of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got a one of everything showing up on Thursday. And I use promo code FIST. I saved 10% on the entire thing. So uh, doing to-
1: Dooley sausage, dude, would would not be the worst thing in my life.
0: Yeah. Can I can I put this? I'm gonna put this up because I want you to see this.
1: I know. I know. People want to know.
0: People want to know. What's the comment say? Hey, hey! what shirt is that, Trey? I need. All caps, too.
1: This is one of my favorites. This is a Tombstone Taylor Season 1 shirt, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the Live Life Fast shirt. Mm-hmm. I know everyone loves that logo. You can get this logo mm-hmm. on a plethora of different Allegiance shirts. All yeah. you got to do is go to allegianceclothing.com, type in the code PUNCH. Not only can you get that shirt, but you can get 15% off site-wide. I love this shirt, man. He, I think this is the one – I think this is the shirt that he wore when he submitted Ed Ruth.
0: That is the shirt he wore when he submitted Ed Ruth. you're right. the the only shirt that is more rare than that shirt is the season one shirt because and the reason why I say that is because I have the shirt that you have on right now. I do not have the green punchless MMA shirt. So anybody that has um, or who has won and we know who you are KOF and Ray, we are getting your I, I'm t- listen, I'm putting it public proclamation. Trey has your address. He is going to be sending you yep. your shirt. So if you don't get your shirt soon, Trey's the reason why you don't have it because I've done everything on my end to make sure that you get it.
1: Is, is KOF and Ray the dude that's in Australia?
0: No, no, okay. no. The dude that's in Australia gets a season two shirt because he won the, the Shuey battle after Ty Tui Voss's last fight, which we'll talk about that because he just got booked against Greg Hardy. Um, so we'll be talking about Ty here soon. So we've got two season two shirts that we're rolling out and then the ultra 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 limited edition season one is going out to KOF and Ray. All right. So, yeah. And Trey has your information. So if you don't have it.
1: I got it, dude. I got it. It's going out in the mail tomorrow.
0: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now that I put you on the spot and made it awkward. All right. Mm -hmm. We had no fights last weekend. Um, So nothing really to report back on, right? Easter was good.
1: Easter was good. And I actually feel like from a fight news perspective, it was fairly mellow too. I think people wanted to take some downtime, eat some chocolate, drink some beers, see if you could find some bunny rabbits. It was pretty mellow, but brought us to this fun fight card we have here at our doorstep.
0: Absolutely. And uh, to address one in the chat, yes, Amanda Hebus did get a fight booked against Angela Hill. We will be trying to get, yet again, we will, we will start the process of trying to get Amanda on the show. Um, we do have a, a listener um, that speaks fluent Portuguese that has volunteered his services very generously to act as an intermediary. So we will be trying to get her if we can. Um, and then one more thing in the chat before we get things kicked off. Does Ryan Bader KO Machida? And the answer is yes. A resounding Yes. Uh, oh, that that almost cracked open like a beer.
1: Yeah, it's almost a beer.
0: It's almost a beer, except for the part where it's a seltzer, and then it's not.
1: Not a seltzer tonight. Oh, what is it? We have a fun card. Thought I'd bring out a fun drink. Hard kombucha for your boy.
0: Hard kombucha. Cam- I don't even... Real quick, talk to me like I'm an idiot. What is What is kombucha?
1: Now you're going to make me look like an idiot. I don't know it's well, like a bacteria, I think.
0: So is it, it is it, I don't understand. So why would you drink? Why would you drink bacteria that has alcohol in it?
1: Because the science says it's healthy.
0: So science says that that alcoholic <laughs> bacteria is okay. All right. Hey man, I don't get it. I'm, I'm just here for it. All right. I don't get it all right. First fight on the main card, man, Mike Perry taking on Daniel Rodriguez. Um, for those of you that were on, on Instagram live with me prior to us going on uh, live here on YouTube. Jake is taking the night off as such. I don't have any of the odds preloaded. I didn't realize how hard it was to do that. And he's a wizard. So uh, we're just going to talk everything out here. So Daniel Rodriguez, Mike Perry, Daniel Rodriguez minus 160. Mike Perry is at a plus 130 over under on rounds. Trey is at two and a half with over two and a half coming in at minus 130 under two and a half coming at plus plus. 100. Mike Perry with a professional record of 14 and 7. Daniel Rodriguez at 13 and 2. This is a fun fight, man. This is a fun fight. Um, I initially, my leaning in this is to go towards Daniel Rodriguez, but Mike Perry has found this weird way to win fights with his girlfriend as his cornerman. It's a very strange, um, yeah, it's a very strange thing. I don't really know what to do. Um, I think I'm going to go Daniel Rodriguez just because you can get him at a good price at the minus 160.
1: So is he is he having, uh, what's her name, like Latricia or whatever in, in his corner?
0: Latori, and yes, LaTori. She will be, yes, she will be there.
1: I will say, like, you know, he went through that period of his life where he was completely erratic, and shit-faced at bars, beating up random people, and his life seemed like it was a total disarray. Um, had a baby. Um, I know Dale, your thoughts with, you know, guys in the UFC that have babies and Uh that makes them a little bit soft. Uh I almost feel like it actually brought a little bit of structure to Mike Perry. He hasn't been in the news as much. seems like he's a little bit more focused. He's training at, um, I'm blanking on the camp, but it's the same one Colby Covington's at right now. Um, so he's had a little bit of structure. Um, you know, I, I think, He's fought the better competition. Um, obviously, he had a tough outing against Tim Means, but you and I are big dirty bird fans. We think with his, his range and his length, I mean, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. He's dealt with the grapplers and Mickey Gall. Um, you know, he's had tough loss, like split decision losses to like Vicente Luque, who's on an absolute hot streak right now. I'm still going to go with Mike Perry. I, I'm not going Mike Perry, obviously, with a heart. I don't like Mike Perry in the slightest, but I think that from his stand-up, he's got that heavy right hand. I just think Daniel Rodriguez is going to walk in and probably get clipped. Um, I would like to see an inside-the-distance play on this, but I really like Mike Perry in this fight.
0: Okay. So, uh, like I said, over and around is at 2.5. Under 2.5 is coming in at plus 100. So that might be worth just something looking at. I don't think you're going to knock Mike Perry out. If nothing else, he's shown that that meathead is almost impenetrable. Um, <laughs> you can do enough damage to it that they'll stop the fight, right? But you yeah. can't, you're not gonna separate him from consciousness. You can break a limb and they'll stop the fight. But again, I don't think you're gonna separate him from consciousness. He's just too dumb to be knocked out. So right. I think that Daniel Rodriguez uh is, you know, he's gonna be there the entire time, which will present the opportunities for Mike Perry to be successful in the ways that you're talking about. I'm just, I don't know, man. I think, gosh, under two and a half seems so juicy. If you think that Mike Perry is going to win the fight, if you don't, then I believe you should probably take the over. I don't see Daniel Rodriguez finishing Mike Perry. So maybe dog or pass fun money on Mike Perry might be the play here. Mm-hmm. Just do a small little play on Mike Perry, have fun, hope that he wins, and gets a gets a fun knockout. Yeah, uh, but I'm uh, I don't know man, it's really hard for me to get super invested in a Mike Perry fight. I just don't know what version of him I'm going to see.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone does when that guy has a baby.
0: Yeah, it's so weird what name. What do you name his kid? Something strange, too. Like, what do you na- What do you name his kid?
1: I I didn't even know.
0: It's it's something geographic. I was still thinking of it. No, it's something, <laughs> ge- it's something geographic. Forest. Yeah. That's sure. Cool. I think it's no, it's Ocean. He named his kid Ocean. That's not true. That is true. He named his kid Ocean. It's a boy, too. It's a boy named Ocean. Mm-hmm. Ocean, Ocean Perry. Teach their own. Hey, man, it's your kid. You can name it whatever you want. They got to live mm-hmm. with it forever, not you. All right. Nina Ansaroff taking on Mackenzie Dern. Nina Ansaroff at 10 and six. Mackenzie Dern at 10 and one. Trey, this is my most confident play of the night answer Ansarov at a minus 135. Mackenzie Dern plus 105 over on a rounds of two and a half. Over two and a half at a minus 170. Under two and a half at a plus 140. This will be the fight that will be on my slip at the top. You can put it in caps lock. Caps lock. Not the, other, not the L word. Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie wow. Dern. How do you not take Mackenzie Dern here? How do you not? She's... <sighs> She's constantly working on the hands, world class jujitsu, and Nina Ansarov is coming off of having a baby. To the goat, though. To the goat, yeah. But I don't care whether she had a goat baby or not. It's still, <laughs> it's still coming off like it's different. If a man Nunez becomes a mom, it's something else entirely. When you carry the child inside of you, mm. now you could make the argument that Nina Ansarov essentially took steroids. For nine mm-hmm. months, because she had like double the blood, double the adrenaline in her body, double, you know, everything. Right. So, like, it was almost like she was like on EPO, like, like yeah. TJ Dillashaw. But you also know, as well as I do, once you stop taking steroids, you get weaker. Yeah. So, unless the baby's going to be cage side in some sort of simulated danger, I think Nina Ansarov's not going to be strong enough to deal with the exchanges with Mackenzie Dern. My Uh, non-scientific approach to this fight.
1: Wait, I didn't understand that. Was Nina on steroids?
0: No, but she had a baby inside her, which is essentially like being on steroids because she had Uh twice as much blood, twice as much adrenaline, twice as much organs in her. She was essentially like a superhuman because she was two people in one.
1: That's super titty milk, dude.
0: I don't know, but I don't know anything about that. I don't want to talk about a breast, but I do want to say that you, essentially, when you've got double the blood, you got double the red cells, double the white cells. It's essentially That's like blood. It's essentially like blood doping.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing I'm worried about, though, and I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit shocked, sir, of a guy that is so vehemently oh dude women's mma is a coin flip women say i'm going dog or pass every single time like yep. dude i'm staying away i'm staying away
0: because he turns a dog here so i yeah. know
1: she's a dog but you've you've never been so steadfast in choosing a women's fight and this is what this is what i'm a little bit confused on okay omit jiu-jitsu from it okay who is more well-rounded
0: I honestly, I don't think Nina Ansarov is that good. To be honest with you. Oh
1: wow! Okay.
0: I'm just gonna be. I think there's such a skill disparity when it comes to women fighters. Like there, there's such a skill disparity. There are like the highly talented, then there's like just the middle journeyman type, and then there's the ones that you wonder why wh- why they are employed as a professional fighter. Um, that's really, you know, I'm. I think. Uh, Nina Ansarov is somewhere in that like middle journeyman area. Mm. And I think she's already reached her ceiling years ago. She's not getting any better, but she's also not getting any worse. It's like the, um, like we just saw with Alexis Davis beating Sabina Mazo, right? Yeah. Um, Alexis Davis went out there and employed journeyman, grizzled veteran tactics and got a win doing the same thing that she's been doing for the last, 15 years. Just Sabina Mazo wasn't ready for it yet. Mackenzie Dern, all things considered, is better than Sabina Mazo is and is in a better position to do well against a journeyman level fighter like Nina Ansarov. Nina Ansarov's not winning a world title ever, yeah. ever. Um, so Mackenzie Dern has the, the possibility of doing that. Nina Ansarov does not.
1: I my only hesitancy is that mm-hmm. I do think that Nina Ansaroff is going to have the better standup. She has fought the better. She has fought the better competition. The Claudia Godia is the you know her last loss pre baby obviously was Tatiana Suarez. She's fought the Angela Hills. We really haven't seen Mackenzie Dern mm-hmm. one of great caliber. In a minute we thought it was Verna Jandaroba, but we thought Verna Jandaroba was going to be a little bit more of a test when it comes to the grappling perspective. It wasn't. My biggest worry, as it's always been with Mackenzie Dern, is she's someone that likes to throw hands. She becomes so obsessed with her hands, she dismisses her jujitsu. But the thing is, with her hands, she is so like, hey, by the way, here comes my right hand. Mm -hmm. It is so not well-hidden. It's atrocious. I will say it's gotten exponentially better just because she's been trained exclusively with Jason Prio at the Ruka headquarters. We've seen her hands set up her takedowns. But for someone who's a jiu-jitsu world champion, she doesn't have really good takedowns. She's Mm. good when people like jump guard or she's good with people that like want to accept like, hey, I'm just going to test myself on the ground. Mm. Sure. When it when there's acceptance there, she thrives. Mm. But if there's not acceptance, she struggles to get the thing to the ground. I'm worried she's going to be in a little bit of a stand-up battle with Nina, where I think it's going to be a back and forth affair. What is this set out here? One and a half. Two and a half, probably two and a half, right? Because it's a yeah. women's fight.
0: I believe so. Yeah, two and a half over two and a half at a minus 170, under two and a half at a plus
1: 140. Man, I I, I, I kind of like the under because um, I could see a firefight ensue and or I could see Mackenzie Dern getting a sub. I'm on with you. I think Mackenzie Dern's going to get this thing done. Um, I'm just worried about her stand up in comparison to Nina's.
0: So you're on my side. You're just worried about how confident I am.
1: Yeah, which makes me want to fade it immediately.
0: Okay, well, fade me then. Fade me, bro. I'm not going to. Fade me, bro. Dern
1: was my pick, and you you stole that.
0: You're right. I'm going to let you choose the rest of the the main card. I'm going to let you go first. You're right. (laughs) I I hijacked it. You're right. That was your subtle way of calling me out on hijacking, and I appreciate that. I don't
1: know. That was my one L word, and I just,
0: yeah. Mm. All right, buddy. So here we go. Sam Alvey taking on Julian Marquez. Sam Alvey at 33 and 14. Julian Marquez at 8 and 2. Smiling Sam Alvey just signed himself a new deal. He's feeling big. He's feeling strong. Uh, And he's got a big test ahead of him here. Taking on Julian Marquez. Sam Alvey at a plus 160. Julian Marquez at a minus 200. Over on rounds at 2.5. Over 2.5. At a plus 100. Under 2.5. At a minus 130. Which I feel like might be a trap because... I'm not sure where the under two and a half is coming in at or why it's coming in at minus money unless Vegas is thinking the same thing I'm thinking. But I just told you that I'd let you go first. So what are you thinking when it comes to this fight?
1: I'm going to ask you a question first, sir, actually. Okay. I'll tack it back there. Okay. How do you get a five-fight contract extension Mm -hmm. when you were on a four-fight losing skid, your pink slip was on the locker, and you don't even get a win? get a draw
0: because Sam Alvey puts on fan-friendly fights and he is a fermented or cemented rather um gatekeeper he knows exactly where he's at in life right like Sam Alvey I'm sure if you asked him he would say that he wants to be world champion one day but I don't think Sam Alvey has any uh delusions of grandeur if you will uh I really believe that, you know, he, he knows where he's at in life. Um, and he comes out and he's a good test to see where new and upcoming talents at. Cause he, he presents a lot of tricky problems, right? He's highly durable. He's a Southpaw. He's got good knockout power. He's been training at what team quest for Lord knows probably, you know, since team quest was, I don't know, in his infancy, right? So, I mean, the guy knows exactly, He's just a good test for people, and he probably is okay making the money that he's getting paid, whether it's 30 and 30 or 40 and 40 or whatever. He probably doesn't rock the boat. He just smiles, walks out to trains, hey, soul sister, and either tries to knock you out or get knocked out in the process. He's the kind of guy that you want. I mean, Dana White wants cash cows and people that play along, and Sam Alvey plays along. So, yeah, keep keep signing him. He's going to keep showing up. He's also not afraid of a short-notice fight, and Dana White loves people that aren't afraid of a short-notice fight. So, yeah, you sign him to a five-fight deal, you probably get three of them, three out of the way before June.
1: Okay. So, so are you going Sam Alvey?
0: Oh, it's your turn to go first.
1: (laughs) I don't want to go Sam Alvey. Um, I'm not a fan of this fight. I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, Julian Marquez, I... I mean, I thought he was losing to Maki Patolo until he got that last minute Anaconda choke. Um, I'm a big fan of Maki Patolo, regardless of his poor run he's had in the UFC. Um, I actually think he just fought, he just fought like a couple, I think he fought over the weekend in a different promotion. Um, But um, yeah, I'm almost positive. Um, But I'm a fan of Maki Patolo. I think that he was. he wasn't in the right weight class for that. I think this fight back at 185, which actually is a little bit tougher for Sam Alvey cutting down. Um, he's, Sam Alvey's notoriously durable, um, but is he durable at 185 to cut to that? Sam Alvey's obviously also a counterpuncher. You got someone in this Cuban Missile Crisis that is Julian Marquez, who's going to march forward, who's going to throw heavy, I'm a little bit worried with someone like Sam Alvey, who's predominantly a counter striker, who does make those like fan friendly fights engaging because he's in the mix and he likes to work in close quarters and he likes to throw back, give one when he receives one. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the chin of Sam Alvey. I know he is durable, but cutting down that weight, this makes it tough. i I don't know, man. I, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards Julian Marquez if I had to make a play because I like when he's fought in close quarters and made it more of a grinding fight with, like, the, the Phil Hawses and the Darren Stewarts and stuff like that. I'm going to lean more Julian Marquez, but I'm staying away from this fight.
0: Okay. So, Maka has got a fight coming up with Dusko Todorovic in June. So, oh, definitely. Really? What um, was I seeing then? Yeah, I don't know. And then oh. – um,
1: Maybe it's a grappling expedition. Or something.
0: Maybe, maybe something like that. So my concern with this is, is Marquez's stand-up is not good. Um, and that was the big takeaway in the Patolo fight was that jab was awful. He looked like a kitty cat pawing at a laser at the at the, at the end of the fight. It was not good. Um, and I'm afraid that if, if Marquez gets in a firefight with Sam Alvey, especially the longer this fight goes on and the more tired he becomes, the cardio did not look great. The stand-up did not look great the longer the fight goes, the more likely it is to me that Sam Alvey wins the fight. Mm. Um, So I, I I don't know, maybe I know it's a two and a half, maybe taking the over two and a half here. Uh, All things considered, I will probably be avoiding this fight. It's just, Mm. I don't see any of the lines in the 100 range that make me feel super confident in any way, shape or form. And then all right, what do we got here? Macy Barber versus Miranda Maverick, book for July 24th. Ooh, MMA
1: heads with the breaking he news. He always
0: comes in here, man. My man's always in here. It's like Tuesday night at 1030. is like a, a fight announcement dump where he just – the UFC or somebody rolls him out, uh, and he gets his little Adam Schefter-style tweets going, and then he throws him out there. So.
1: Yeah, dude, that's Shefty right there. It is very sure. Shefty,
0: very Shefty. MMA has is is the the shefty of the MMA world, um, yeah. and I like Miranda Maverick in that fight.
1: That's a, that's a lock.
0: That's a that's a <laughs> lock. Lock it up, lock it up. I like I like Miranda Maverick. Yeah. Um, she looked a lot better this last time out, which made me feel a lot more comfortable about picking her. Agreed. All right, all right. Let's see here. I'm gonna butcher a name. You ready for me to butcher a name? Yes. All let's right. Let's do it. Kyle Dock has taking on Alish Kob Kajrev. Alish Kob's Kajrev. Kajrev. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, that's 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 the most honest effort that I can give that. Um, and you've got this fight to essentially mm-hmm. a pick 'em with the overrun on the rounds at two and a half over two and a half at a minus one sixty five under two and a half. Is at a plus one thirty five. docus brothers are on a roll, mm. but you've got Kashreev who's undefeated at thirteen and zero. My man calls himself the Black Wolf, straight Caucus Mountain Warrior, he hits. Uh, with a win over ground and pound style over Husamar Paul Harris, uh, or as <laughs> as the Americans like to call him, Paul Harris. Um, so you got a guy that most notable win was beating beating Paul Harris. Uh, going against a Kyle Dawkins who's at ten and one as well, coming off a win over Dustin Stoltzfuss. Not exactly the same level of competition, if you're asking me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Caucus Mountain Warrior just based on Whoa. name oh, and dude. locality alone. I'm gonna go Caucus Mountain Warrior. Thirteen oh, and zero. The Black Wolf. I, I'm going Caucus Mountain Warriors, bro. I, 13 I can't. And zero against who? I told you he beat are Paul Harris. He beat your I, boy Paul Harris.
1: Kyle Dawkus has fought better competition. Stoltzfus. Brendan Allen. He lost to Brendan Allen. Doesn't count. Doesn't matter. That was an awesome, awesome fight. Talk about the grappling of grappling affairs. Kyle Dawkus is a sneaky, sneaky, amazing grappling submission expert dude when it gets to the ground the black wolf is going to lay down and submit like the proper doogie he is man i'm telling you kyle docus is slick he's fast he's durable if it gets on the ground dude your boy the caucus mountain warrior i'm not giving him caucus mountain warrior status i'm like, why am i saying that dude he's like a russian i don't know dude
0: well, I, how I, how are we how are we not going caucus mountain warrior
1: he's not from the caucus mountain region dude he's uh, from machka russia dude
0: that's true that's true he is he's yeah he, he might not be a caucus mountain warrior that's a good point i will have to look up and see where makakahela is at in russia and then maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll adjust it i don't know uh sean says come on Dale we got wawa you're right wawa changes wawa covers a multitude of sins trey has no idea what we're talking about when we say wawa like the Philadelphia,
1: um, like the Wawa, like you go down the Wawa and you get you get some some shady stuff.
0: No, no. so so the so Wawa is so
1: water talking, and baby. No, so we're
0: we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about economics for a second. So Wawa is in essence, the most perfect model for a gas station humanly possible. Um, so one thing that they do very well is all Wawas. Are employee owned and operated. So the employees there aren't like normal gas station employees because the oh. better that their store does, the more money they make.
1: It's like right? a Bucky's, dude. Have you ever been to a Bucky's?
0: No idea what you're talking about.
1: Bucky's is the cleanest bathroom gas stations in Texas, dude. And they have a full like cafeteria where you can go in. That's how get, Wawa like,
0: is. Yeah. yeah. Made to yeah. order food and all that kind of stuff. You can, like touch screen. Any time of day, I can get a, a foot long breakfast sandwich with sausage, egg and cheese and bacon and everything else. Then I can yeah. get a burrito. Then I can get chicken, chicken tendies. And then if I want a steak, I can get a steak. Like Wawa is legit. I, I love Question. Wawa. Yeah.
1: Would you take Jen to the Wawa for a date night?
0: Uh, we have, they have really good pretzels. So, we, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely take the wife out and we'd get a Wawa That's and cool. get some pretzels for sure. hundred percent. We don't have any Wawa's in Charleston. Uh, but if somebody was interested in a franchise opportunity, I'll be your Huckleberry. I will gladly contribute financially to the franchising of a Wawa in the greater Charleston area.
1: Would you get gas at the same time or no?
0: What do you mean? On my well, date? I mean, yeah. Well, there's nothing worse than having gas on a date. Dude, if you're going to give me softballs, I'm going to hit every single time. Yeah, the
1: king I, of the dad jokes.
0: he doesn't say I've been a dad for too long. You can't, just, <laughs> you can't just throw them out there and have me not say it. All right, man. Coming in the evening, Arnold Allen, 16-1, Sadiq Youssef at 11-1. Another fight that I absolutely love. I freaking love <laughs> this fight. I am so happy that I get to see Arnold Allen fight again. The guy is Incredibly talented, just not very active. Plus one hundred five. Sadiq Yusef minus minus one thirty five. Over and rounds of two and a half. Over two and a half at so a minus two hundred. Under two and a half is at a plus one sixty. Uh, I'm going underdog here. I'm taking Arnold Allen. I know I said I'd let you go first. I'll let you explain what, why. But I'm just, I, I'm just letting you know, Arnold Allen. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. I'm going Arnold Allen too. <clears throat> I okay. think it's actually a step down in competition. I think for him. Um, obviously, he's not coming off something that significant in a Nick's, Nick Lentz win, but the UFC knows his potential. He's had canceled bouts with Jeremy Stevens as well as Josh Emmett, who you know we hope to see back fairly soon. But they know that he is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Sadiq Youssef, on the other hand, I just haven't really seen much from him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Andre Feely, you know, when I was bummed because I actually thought Andre Feely won that fight. I did um, too. I so I I don't know I, I think this is a g- a good chance for Arnold Allen to exercise his wrestling as well as you know mix in his striking which he's really well diverse and he's really well round well rounded um, he's athletic great footwork I think this is a tough fight for Sadiq Youssef and yeah I I, I like Arnold Allen
0: I, I like Arnold as think. well that's good I I agree with your assessment I like it a lot I agree mm-hmm. I agree so you know what I did um fun fun fact. Is that because we're recording so late now, I usually am so amped up after we're done. I have a hard time falling asleep. So that's you know cool. what I did. You know what I did about twenty minutes ago?
1: Some booger sugar?
0: No, no, that's no, booger sugar. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't need to stay away even longer. I need to go to sleep. My mistake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I took some melatonin. So oh, no. we're, we're we're gonna start speeding up here a little bit.
1: Oh or, no! You should have gone or, the other way,
0: dude. No, I need to go to sleep. No. Uh, yeah, I took some dang melatonin, bro. Yeah, it's it's going down. Yeah. All right. So main event of the evening: Marvin Vittori taken on Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, who no showed us, um, does the <laughs> does the curse continue going into Saturday night? For those of you who are unaware, um, if you no show the boys, you lose your next fight. Uh, or in the instance of Hannah Goldie, your fight gets canceled. It's not—it's nothing that we're doing, right? And it's not that we're not meant to be ominous when we say these things. It's just something that we've noticed that if you decide that you no-show us or that you cancel an interview with us, bad things happen. Again, it's not a threat. It's just it's a weird thing that happens. Kevin Holland, plus 255, Marvin Vittori, minus 330, Trey, over-under on rounds. Is it four and a half? Over four and a half? Is it a plus 130? Under four and a half? Is that a minus 160? So, who do you like and how do you like it?
1: How do you not go Vittori? And if you're Vittori, how do you not walk into this and just shoot for a takedown? Yeah. You learned the blueprint that is Kevin Holland in his last flight. I think the the one thing that's been a bummer for Vitoria's, he's had canceled bout after canceled bout. He's had three in a row. His last win wasn't I was against Jack Hermanson, so it wasn't that long ago. It was back in December. But the thing is, when you're preparing for different fighters, I mean, you're changing up your game plan every five seconds. Kevin Holland, we did see he does have heavy strikes, but he has no ground game whatsoever. Exercise that, throw the feints out there, see if he wants to. What are you doing?
0: I was just say, am I wrong? It, did I read somewhere that Kevin Holland is supposedly a black belt under Travis Luter?
1: There's no way he didn't even white belt shrimp dude out of his last fight.
0: Why do I feel like I've read that somewhere? Somebody has told me that. Am I, am I, is it the melatonin talking? I'm pretty sure that Kevin Holland is supposed to be a black belt under Travis Luter.
1: That's the melatonin. What type of melatonin did you take?
0: I'm just say, okay. So let me break this. Let me let me break this down real quick. Oh,
1: my um, heads is saying yes.
0: Oh, we got a couple people. Look, it's Ethan. There's
1: no way.
0: Ethan, Sean, uh, Keith. What this guy going to make Joshua Fabian unaware? <laughs> uh, and yeah okay my,
1: there's no way dude if that's the case i'm going to get in my black belt tomorrow
0: dude yeah okay excellent Jesus. so here's the thing right um there, there's three yeah. angles i'm looking at for this fight i don't like marvin vittori at the, at the 300 juice i just i can't play him at that there's no point no. in it and i don't necessarily know that i like risking him at a parlay as like my final parlay piece for the night maybe maybe i will but there's a couple there's three different options I'm looking for here. One, I like Marvin Vittori by decision is coming in at plus one sixty. I think if Marvin I think if Marvin Vittori wins, I think that's how he gets it done. I don't think he's gonna knock out Kevin Holland. I don't think he's gonna submit Kevin Holland, but I do think he's gonna I think do think he can ragdoll him and maul him for 25 minutes. So I like him at the plus one sixty on decision. Kevin Holland by knockout is at plus five hundred again. I don't think that Kevin Holland is really going to win this fight anywhere else other than knocking out Marvin Vittori. And if he does so, plus 500 is a really great line to get it at. And as such, Kevin Holland money line is at the plus, what I say, what is he, plus 225 area? So let's just say in the off chance that he can't knock out uh, Marvin Vittori, but somehow manages to get weird on the rounds, plus 255, if, if we're playing both sides of this, man, there's an opportunity here where if you're doing fractional units on Kevin Holland by knockout and Kevin Holland uh, money line and like a double whole unit play on Vittori, or yeah, on Vittori, you can make money regardless. Uh, so just something to consider. That's, that's how I'm looking to play a fight like this because I don't know another way to play it because I'm not going to just play play Minus three hundred on Marvin Matory, I can't do that, man. I can't do No, that. no so. absolutely
1: not. <clears throat> Five rounds is a long time, though, man. I don't know. It's, it is a
0: long time. It's a long time to talk and get your ass kicked by Derek Brunson.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time to have a guy with the skill set of Derek Brunson maul you in front of millions of people while you talk to Khabib cage side. Yeah, that's a yeah. long time. It's also. 10 minutes longer than what we were asking for for the interview that he no showed for. So dude. anyway, Hey man, I'm just calling it how I see it. All right, let's roll through these prelims. Um, I'll give you the fights and then let's pick some winners and losers here. All right. Yeah. All right. Your boy Impa. He's back, man. Impa Kasangane taking on Sasha Palatnikov or Palatnikov. Uh, Impa's at eight and one Palatnikov at six and two. I'll give you the rounds on it. is at a minus 290. Palatnikov is at a plus 230. Quick take. Who wins and how do they get it done?
1: I think you got to go with Impa. Um, I know that people get weary of a quick turnaround off devastating knockout or you know, viral knockout against Joaquin Buckley. But you know I said before, and I'll say it again, even though I said Maki Patolo once, he beat Maki Patolo. I like what Maki Patolo has. I do think that Impa has is very well-rounded I'm going with him in this fight I I just think the only thing I'm worried about is when you get a clipped to that degree you know it takes a minute to recover
0: okay I'm gonna lean I'm, I'm gonna lean towards Platnikov for two reasons one mm-hmm. he wears socks in the cage which a lot of people don't do anymore he's got like the he's got the cutout socks okay. um, and then two he's got that big win over kose in an absolute firefight and kose is a is a big strong bull of a human being just like impa is and so i don't think that the power is necessarily something that he's going to shy away from so if you're looking for a dog that's going to fight for your money i think palatnikov is a dog that can fight for your money all right da on young taking on william knight uh, young is at a 13 and 2 william knight is at nine and one who do we like here trey because we got young at a minus 140 William Knight is at a plus one ten over on under rounds is at one and a half with the over one and a half being minus one fifty. Under one and a half is coming in at a plus one twenty. Is this one where we just play the under and hope for a finish?
1: I, Why is money coming in on young dude? Honestly, like I, I he's I, big. Call, I know he's massive, dude. But at six four, crazy reach of almost seventy nine inches. Yeah, he's a big dude, but. Who has he fought? He had the draw against Sam Alby that we talked about earlier. He had a win over Mike Rodriguez. Okay, whatever. What?
0: I like Mike Rodriguez. I think that's a quality win. I
1: don't think that's a quality win. Okay. I actually put more weight in a canceled bout against Alonzo Menafield than I would over that. Okay. I think William Knight is going to come in kind of the pit bull. He's going to come in that guy who's going to push you up against the cage. He's going to clinch heavy. I think that – He's going to have cardio to elongate the fight to a certain Hmm. degree. I think he's also going to make the fight really dirty. And I think that the biggest thing that Dawes can be able to do is exercise his reach and his length. But with that reach and length comes slow response time. He's not the quickest striker we've seen standing up. He doesn't have the best footwork. He is durable, but I think it's going to be dirty. It's going to be close quarters. I don't think this is going to be inside the distance. I like over, uh, two and a half is it if it's at two and a half one and a half (laughs) lock
0: lock (laughs) and one and a half all right man i I like
1: i like the over and i like william knight in this fight but if i had to just put it straight up go on the over
0: okay all right Luis saldana at 14 and 6 taking on jordan griffin at 18 and 8 every time i bet on jordan griffin
1: air griffin dude
0: huh air griffin air griffin
1: Jordan Air Griffin?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I lose money every time. Plus 110, Saldana at a minus 140, over and, and rounds at two and a half. Over two and a half, minus 195. Under two and a half is at a plus 160. Every single time I bet on Jordan Griffin, he costs me money. Every single time. I expect him to come out, expect him to use his speed, expect him to use his cardio, expect him to use his wrestling. And one of those three links in the chain fails every single time I bet on this guy. I want to bet on him again here, but Saldana is so slick. I just don't necessarily see. I I think he's going to expose, yet again, one of the three legs of the tripod that is Jordan Griffin, and he's going to tumble the whole thing down again. So I'm going to go Saldana at a minus 140. I don't want to play a super chalk play like that, but I'm going to take it, minus 140. Give me Luis Saldana at 14 and 6 too. Gosh, what a salty record. Damn it! I,
1: I miss I misspoke, dude. <clears throat> not Jordan Griffin. I was thinking uh, you're
0: thinking Charles Jordan, but I wasn't gonna, Dordain, I wasn't yeah. gonna correct you. I'm not in the spirit. Yeah, of dude. That.
1: Jordan Griffin, native psycho, which is still a freaking dope. A, nickname. A
0: very good name. Very good.
1: Name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. I'm going Saldana Saldano as well. I think slick submission. He's got a really good front kick, um, which is really dangerous when someone like Jordan Griffin's gonna try and close that distance. Um. Yeah. I don't know the, lo- the loss against uh, Yusuf Salah and Jordan Griffin did not tell me a lot. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Loss against
1: Chaz Skelly, dude. I don't think that's telling you much either.
0: Dude, Chaz Skelly's the scrapper. I'm telling you, that was my freaking lock of the night when that fight got canceled. So do not, don't. There will be no disrespect to Chaz Skelly on this show. This I is a this is a Chaz Skelly program. All right. yeah. yeah. Jack Short, 13 and 0, taking on Hunter Azure at nine and one. This is a great fight, too, man. I keep saying that about every single one of these fights, but damn it, Trey, this is a great card, man. I really freaking love this card. Um, Azure is at a plus 125. Shore is at a minus 155 over and rounds at 2.5. Over 2.5 is at a minus 160. Under 2.5 is at a plus 130. This is another good fight. I like Jack Shore, man. I like the Welshman to get it done here. I think he goes to 14 and 0, even though Hunter Azure presents a lot of problems. He's like... I don't do anything great, but I do everything very well. Kind of fighter, he's durable. He's got decent wrestling. You can mix it up with the hands. He's a, he can threaten from anywhere. I really, I mean, I really like Hunter Azure, but I I like Jack Shore here. I like the Welshman. Let's give me give me some, dude. The Welsh will make me wealthy on Saturday night. I'll be Welshy. I'll be Welsh. Eyes get you. Huh? Listen, eyes you? you know you know how I feel about baby blues. I am a blue-eyed baby. <laughs> you know how you I call, feel about my blue eyes.
1: You call Damian Maya the human backpack, yeah? I, feel I like do. that's what you always say. Yeah. I do. I Jack do. Shore is the real
0: human backpack. man. You think so? Yeah. You think so? I, mean, I don't totally. think he's been around long enough to earn that title, um, but he's definitely like a satchel. He's like a human satchel.
1: Oh, that's good. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: You'll, you'll yeah. give me that one? All right, cool. Yeah, because that
1: guy will just slick on your back, slip in that rear naked choke, which he's mm. done time and time again. Hunter Azure, he's a guy that gets a little bit scared when it comes to submissions, mm. and I think that's what we saw in that Brian Kelleher fight. Brian Kelleher, while Brian Boom, dude, is all about those hands, what is Brian Kelleher known for?
0: The guillotine, bro.
1: Ikea team, when that submission makes itself a little bit available, Hunter Azure kind of closes and freaks out. Well, that's what he's going to do with Jack Shore. He's going to curl up on a ball. Jack Shore is going to go around his back, cinching that rear naked. Game over.
0: Okay. Your boy, Jorgen DeCastro at six and two, taking on Yaris Donho at five, one and one. I know you're excited that Jorgen's back. Um, should we just go ahead and let everybody know it's gonna be your biggest play of the night at a minus 280 against uh Yaris Donho at plus two twenty over and arounds at one and a half? Should you just tell people that you're gonna slam Jorgen Castro in every parlay imaginable?
1: I refuse to body shame today. But I will say I do think Jorgen Castro is gonna get this get this done.
0: You think he gets it done?
1: I think he gets it done.
0: You're not gonna say anything else about this fight.
1: I think Jorgen De Castro is is. A more technical fighter. I don't think he has the. I don't think he has the power that most heavyweights uh, carry. I think that that's why he loses to heavier strikers like the Greg Hardys and the Carlos Felipe. Carlos Felipe couldn't get it done, obviously, but that's he's a decision king. to Castro is a guy that's just gonna be there. I think that he'll be able to pepper you. I think he could go to. This is one of those fights. The heavyweights are usually set at one and a half. It's this one set at one and a half. I'm taking the over. I think Jorgen DeCastro is not going to get put out, but I also think don't think he's going to put someone out.
0: Yeah, it is at one and a half. And even money, too. Even money uh, for over good, under one and a half. All right, over one and a half here. All right, perfect. Perfect. I love that you <laughs> – you're, you're listen, I'm proud of you. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I'm proud of you for being so contained when it came to the – I tried really hard – um, with the organ, there did it, did you know he's got a new like strength and conditioning program? He looks lean.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, what? Instead of the full bag of Cheetos, he does a quarter.
0: There we go. I needed one out of you. All right, John McDessie at seventeen and seven, taking on Ignacio Bahamondes at eleven and three. Dude, I, I here's the thing, man. I like John McDessie. He's been around for a long time, but I also feel like. Every time I watch this guy fights, he suffers some sort of highlight reel freaking loss, right? Like he he is a a great – he's like a good character actor, like a person that you see in like a million different TV shows and movies where you're like, oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, he was in that – what was that movie <laughs> he was in? John Mcdessey is that guy. He's the MMA equivalent to that guy where you're like, who, who got kicked asleep? Who got their jaw broken? Who was the dude that got dumped on his, on his head? Oh, it was John Mcdessey That's right. So he's coming in at a plus 155 to Bahamondes at minus 190. I think that juice is a little bit much on Bahamondes, if I'm being completely honest with you here. Um, but I'm also not going to take John Mcdessey at a plus 155. I'm not going to do it.
1: Dude, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: What did you just say for the past minute?
0: What are you talking about? And you froze. Oh, Trey's frozen. Let's see if we can get him back. Come on, Trey. Uh, I think there I lost he is. You. No, I'm good. What do What do you What do you What do you what are you, <laughs> what are you coming at me all crazy for?
1: I don't understand what you just said for the past minute, dude. What What do what, you mean? You went to Hollywood, and then you, you said something about what? Replay this for me.
0: John McDessie is the MMA version of a character actor, somebody that gets cast to play the same role in a million different shows and movies. Everybody knows these actors, right? That you see in a bunch of different things and you can never place who they are. You're like, Oh, I remember seeing him in this or seeing her in that they're called character actors. This is a very, it's a very common thing. I'm not reaching here. <laughs> no, John, I know you're not. I'm just John, Mc, John McDessie is that guy. Um, he is, he is that guy. So, what I'm saying is, is he's the MMA version of that because John McDessie is always on somebody else's highlight reel. He's never creating a highlight reel of wow. his own. So when you're like, when have I seen this guy fight before? Well, you saw him fight whenever he got spinning wheel kicked to sleep by Lando Venata, or you saw him get his head kicked in by Donald Cowboy Cerrone when he got his freaking jaw broken in, or, or you know what I mean? Like he, that's that's literally who he is, right? Yeah. You, just, you know. He's always on somebody else's highlight reel. He's a character actor in MMA. That's what I'm getting at. Maybe it wasn't the best, but it felt that way to me. It no. Felt like I made it, it felt like I said a good thing there, but now you made me feel dumb about it.
1: No, 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 you're totally right. And I was saying that because I needed to like go into my memory bank for a second and remember what have I ever seen John McDessie do oh. that sticks out in my mind. Yeah. And I'm just realizing that yeah, he's just been this like slab of meat that's been in highlight reels that he hasn't done anything he just kind of is there yeah yeah so are we going John McDessey?
0: no I'm not going John McDessy. <laughs> maybe we should let's go let's go let's go with the veteran leadership no nah, I'm not going John no McDessie. uh Bahamandus is a is a wildly creative striker and I would I would look to see him knock out John McDessey. I'd be looking to take an Ignacio here by knockout um, I think yeah. he gets it done, and I think he can do it a highlight. So I would, I would play Bahamondes by knockout and hope for something really fun during the fight. As a real like fun, you know, we're just gonna have, we're just gonna have a good time with this fight. Um, yeah, because McDessie is prone to being, <laughs> being on the the bad end of some of somebody else's highlights. All right, yeah. speaking of highlights. Norma Norma Dumont at five and one taking on Aaron Blanchfield at six and one. A fight that I did not think that you would care about at all. But so much. I'm gonna just You care about this fight a lot. Why do you care about this fight so much? I care about it because of the line. I know
1: we don't have the odds pulled up, but we do. I'll
0: tell you right now.
1: Okay, what are the odds on this? I'm sorry. Bad girl. I was gonna say bad boy, but it's a chick fight.
0: It's bad, yeah. Yeah, well, Bad you, girl. Yeah, just leave it at girl. Don't say the other thing that you're thinking. All right, <laughs> let's see here. Um, I had them pulled up.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, Norma Dumont's going to be freakishly favored, and, and that is truly disgusting. You think so? She's going to be in the minus 200-something.
0: Yeah, Norma Dumont minus 255. Aaron Blanchfield yeah. at a plus 200 over on rounds. Trey is at 2.5, over 2.5 at a minus 300. Under 2.5 is at a plus plus to 40.
1: What has Norma Dumont ever shown us? I know she did just fight in November against Ashley Evans Smith, but Ashley Evans She's
0: very large. She's, she's very fair. large,
1: but she fought Ashley Evans Smith who honestly hadn't fought in a freaking minute and didn't look like the Ashley Evans Smith of yesteryear. Ashley Evans Smith came into that fight didn't know where she was, the limelight got to her. She looked like it was like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm kind of getting a paycheck. I guess I'm going to try and fight. I'm kind of out."
0: Hmm. We didn't
1: see the Ashley Evans Smith of of yesteryear, so we didn't get to see who Norma Demont truly is. We saw her lose pretty significantly to Megan Anderson. That she was knocked, something.
0: she. She got knocked out. Yeah, she got knocked out. She got knocked out by Megan Anderson. Yeah.
1: And then prior to that, she was fighting the regional circuit, so we haven't seen anything. Aaron Blanchfield, on the other hand, she's coming from. Dale, I just took my melatonin the East Coast late vibes. <laughs> gang,
0: gang, melatonin gang. What's up?
1: <laughs> Dude, we're not, <laughs> unless we're looking to get sponsored by melatonin. Any melatonin company out there, please reach out to a chat at punchlessmma.com.
0: Absolutely. Nature, nature's miracle. What's up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Blanchfield's coming over from Invicta. She's legit. She's got great kicks, great karate style. She's got uh she'll kind of lead with that. Uh, She kind of has a wide stance and she'll kind of like kick you uh, from distance to kind of keep you at bay. Um, But she is someone that in a minute's notice can rush in and make it an ugly fight. I like her. I think she's got a great fight IQ. I think this is one of those prospects where it's kind of like, Hey, we made a little bit of name off Norma that she took down a quote unquote vet, but Mm -hmm. Hey, we see something in this Invicta star coming over. It's Mm -hmm. a great platform for her. I love that this fight's in the apex for her. If this fight was uh over in Jacksonville the next week I probably kind of want to stay away because I don't know how the bright lights would fare but being in the Apex it's just like Invicta the days for her right now uh, as of recent I'm going to go with Blanchefield in this I'm going to take the plus money why not on a women's fight you got great value in this and this chick is devastating I
0: don't Dude, know. Okay.
1: Hey, she's had your head hi- kicks to her name head your
0: hy- your hyperbole is through the roof tonight i don't understand it. so first of all she's she's americana head
1: kick freaking dude she's got doctor stoppages this is a killer
0: she's a flyweight coming up whereas dumont is a featherweight coming down Uh, it's gonna look like two different species of human being out there if i honestly i'm i'm honestly worried that norma dumont's not gonna make weight to just to be completely honest with you i'm afraid that she's not gonna make the weight she's massive that's fair She's massive because Blanchfield is a flyweight moving up. Now, that being said, they probably have the two best nicknames on the entire card. Aaron Blanchfield, cold blooded.
1: Cold blooded, dude. Just call her a freaking killer, dude. Cold
0: blooded. And then the flip side of that, Norman Dumont, the immortal. The immortal Norma Dumont.
1: Dude, I'm sick. Don't don't say, and MMA heads are saying the thing, same thing. Oh, oh, Blanchfield's moving up. Blanchfield's moving up, dude. She had a canceled bout against Pearl Gonzalez. Pearl Gonzalez is a thick triple C chick,
0: dude. She is. So she don't,
1: is. don't play the pulling. But
0: it was canceled. It crowd. doesn't count. They didn't actually fight. She you realize prepared. when the, you realize when the fights are canceled, they don't actually happen.
1: Yeah, dude. You, you, you've seen in every episode, canceled bouts are resume bout dude I, I consider that a true fight so, that fight so. happened but it didn't
0: all right in the in their head it happened all right two more fights dude let's put a bow on this thing I, scott I Holtzman. Don't, don't in, man no no i want to talk more <laughs> i see it yeah. well now you want to talk yeah all right scott Holtzman at 14 and four taking on matuse gamrot at 17 and one Holtzman is a is a pretty sizable underdog here, as you and I talked about earlier. Um, Holtzman at a plus 195. Gamrot at a minus 235 over on rounds here. Trey is at two and a half over two and a half. Is a minus two forty-five under two and a half? Is at a plus two oh five. I like the idea of playing hot sauce Holtzy here. Um, man. but I I don't know, man. I, I think Gamrot 17 and one, dude. It's really hard to go against that.
1: 17 and one against who, dude?
0: I don't know, man. Do we really want to take Holtzie here?
1: I'm going to take Holtzie, dude. I don't think he looked that horrible against who I think is, like, the freaking best in the division and Benny Darius, man, outside of that spinning backfist that he just got murdered on. Scott Holtzman's fought legit people. Jim Miller. So we know that, you know, when he beat Jim Miller, good ground game of Jim Miller. Dong Yun Ma, good striking there. Nick Lentz, vet. Like, he's fought the who's who. You've said this a billion times. Scott Holtzman is one of the most durable dudes out there. You know, he is a vet. He's got good fight IQ. I do worry about quote unquote legends. I don't think Scott Holtzman's a legend, but I do worry about that in the apex cage, close quarters. Gameron hasn't fought anyone of that caliber. I'm going to take the plus money, dude. Hot sauce that shit. Let's go.
0: All right. I'm taking Gameron.
1: You dude, you called me earlier today and said you were taking Holtzman. Now I, I know.
0: No, well, well, here's the thing. No, no no pick is official till it shows up on the plays we like slip that comes out on Friday.
1: You know, whatever, dude. I, you know what? I that's, might switch my fine. mind up. True colors.
0: Just... true colors. True Colors. True Colors. Okay. You know what? There's nobody. There's nobody that's willing to ride into the darkness of betting on all underdogs more than me. So don't come at me with the whole talking about True Colors thing. I will bet every underdog on this card. Are you closing out? Are you getting out? Of the, I thought you were going to leave. I thought you were going to leave the show.
1: Disappointed. What are you disappointed in? Because we have listeners that literally live and die by Scott Sauce holtzman How dare you do that to them?
0: That's, well, you know well, what? will are tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well.
1: When we hit 101,000 downloads, by the way.
0: <laughs> okay. That's tomorrow? That's tomorrow. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Let's see here. We got one more fight, man. Which one is it? Do you remember?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. It's um, a Jim Miller, isn't it?
0: Best nickname in the game. Playa? what's a, Dude, it's a whole show of nicknames where I keep saying that they, somebody has the best nickname, and then I realize there's people that have better ones. Jim A10 Miller just, at 32 and 15, taking on Joe Selecki at 10 and 2. Jim Miller, they love feeding these young lions to Jim Miller, and Jim Miller loves taking his old man walking stick. He (laughs) shakes it at him, and he says, Listen here, you wily young whippersnapper. I'm Jim Miller, the mountain man. The mountain man Jim Bridges. He beats the shit out of him, he pushes him back, and he continues to fight another day. The most active fighter in UFC history, my man Jim A10 Miller, it gets, I, dude. I can't say enough nice things about Jim Miller, uh, and he's taking on a young killer and Joe Selecki here. Uh, you want to talk about an underdog? You're riding with. I'm riding with Jim Miller here. Jesus, dude. I'm gonna ride with Jim Miller, bro. Oh my god, dude. Plus one ninety five, Joe Selecki, <laughs> minus two thirty five. Over and arounds at two and a half. I'm taking Jim Miller, man. Give me the war. Give me the A10 Warthog for one more lap around the sun. Let's go,
1: dude. Jeez, melatonin. Last fight of the night, guys. Do not play that. Fade this at all cost. First off, A10. I don't know why you think that's the best. I know it's this big freaking gnarly bomb plane or some shit. It sounds like steak sauce. It sounds like steak sauce. What is oh that steak goodness.
0: sauce? It's called A. That's A1.
1: Yeah, same difference.
0: Um, I mean, an A and A ten is actually a small aircraft. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a large aircraft, it's actually quite small. Um, but go ahead, yeah.
1: Dude, he looks so bad against Vince Pichel, who hadn't fought in what fifty years. Like,
0: yeah, but Vince Vince Pichel is from hell, Pichel. He literally is a he's a he's a human Rottweiler. That's that's who Vince Pichel is. Who looks good against a human Rottweiler?
1: Dude, Joe Selecki. Joe Selecki. That's like <laughs> Dude,
0: right.
1: Joe Selecki's fought like vets. Just like Jim Miller, dude. He's fought in the freaking Matt Wymans, like. He's, Don't
0: you dare bring Matt Wyman into this. Don't Matt you dare. Matt Wyman
1: and Jim Miller are like like freaking brothers, dude. No,
0: they are not. Oh, my gosh. You are. This is, this is <laughs> MMA blasphemy here to call Matt Wyman and Jim Miller MMA brothers. It's been around Un- about the same time, dude. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't wait for freaking – oh, my gosh. Whatever, dude. That's fine. That's cool. You go ahead and take them, man. You go you go ahead and take you go ahead and take Joe Selecki. The only no, the only thing I'm gonna do for
1: Jim Miller is I am gonna sprinkle Jim Miller by submission because that is literally the only way he gets this thing done. Okay. Jim Miller by submission. That's the only play I'm making on that fight. That's it.
0: Fair enough. All right. So let's run through these fights real quick. Just give me a winner loser, okay? Okay. All right. Impa and Sasha Polatnikov. Impa. I'm going Polatnikov. Young and Knight. Uh Knight. I'll go night as well. Griffin and Saldana. Uh Saldana. Saldana as well. Shore and Azure. Shore. York, I'll take Shore as well. DeCastro and Donho.
1: Uh DeCastro. All
0: right. Yeah, take, Yeah, right. <laughs> in, a, in a fight where I wish they both lost. Um, all yeah. right. John, John McDessie and Ignacio Bajamandez. Bahamandez. There we go. Norman Dumont, Aaron Blanchfield. Blanchfield. Dumont. And Holtzman and Gamrot. Holtzman. Well, maybe Holtzman. Jim Miller, <laughs> Joe Selecki? Uh,
1: Joe Selecki.
0: Oh, Jim Miller. Mike Perry, Daniel Rodriguez? Mike Perry. Mike Perry, okay. Need to answer Rob McKenzie Dern. Dern. Dern, lock it up. Sam Alvey versus Julian Marquez.
1: Oh, God, dude. I'm going to go Julian Marquez.
0: Oh, I don't like it either. Maybe I'll take some dog money on Sam Alves. All right. Alishkov, Kijariv taking on Kyle Daukus.
1: Daukus by sub.
0: And I'll, dude, you're so crazy. I'm taking Kazreev until until I can figure out where he's at in Russia. Um, Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Youssef. I'm taking Arnold Allen. Arnold Allen. Marvin Vittori, Kevin Holland. I'll take Vittori. Vittori. All right. Outstanding. Guys, if you haven't already done so uh, and you are capable of doing such things, please go over, uh, as far as Instagram is concerned, follow us on Instagram us on Twitter. shoes email, chat at punchlessmma. If you've won shirts off of us, they're coming your way. Trey has your information. If you've ordered stickers, I've got stickers and route to the house. As soon as I get it, I will send them out. Uh, so many of you guys asked for stickers that I thought that the, the ones that I had would be enough. I don't have enough. I had to order more. Um, and then also, if you haven't already done so, Please head over uh, anywhere you possibly can. I'll put their socials up right here. Go to Ram Fighting Championships. Uh, go to ram-fc.com. Uh, May 8th, we'll have a show. I will be there. Trey will be there. Trey, you're going to be there.
1: Am I wearing my mask?
0: You are going to wear your mask. Trey will be there with his mask on. Uh, he will be, he'll be visiting the low country here. Yeah. And- ah! <laughs> He'll be visiting Low Country and then Ig at ramfightingchampions.com Be sure to, or not, I don't know why I said.com. i sleepy. Just IG at Ram Be sure to give them a follow. Again, I took some melatonin. I'm pretty tired at this point. But May 8th, Trey and I will be there doing the damn thing. We'll have we'll have the cans on. We'll be doing it. Uh appreciate everybody that continues to support the show. hundred thousand downloads is nothing to scoff at. Appreciate everybody that continues to do it. Joshua Fabia. Maybe next week, right? Maybe we'll get Fabian next week. Maybe next week. We'll see. Uh, And then we'll see if the Kevin Holland, Marvin Vittori curse continues. If Kevin Holland loses on Saturday night, it will be 0-6 people that have no-showed us and their records following no-showing on the show. So we shall see. Um, Anyway, Thanks, everybody, to continue to support the show. Support the show by supporting the sponsors. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk to everybody this weekend. Be good to each other. See you later.
1: Bye-bye.